The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we begin reading from the Old Testament book of Ruth, one of only three books that were named after a woman the other books being Esther and Judith. And it's the only book that is named after a Gentile. So it's very unique in this sense, a very short book, but very powerful. What's the storyline here? There is a famine in the land in Israel, and Bethlehem, which basically means house of bread, is empty. And because of the famine, there is a necessity for Israel to find food. And in this case, we have Elimelech, who is an Israelite, and his wife, Naomi, and their two sons have to travel from Bethlehem into Moab. Now, Moab is a Gentile pagan land. Moab comes from one of the descendants of Lot, so a distant relative, but they were enemies of Israel through most of the history. But this is the situation. The story takes place just after the book of Judges, it's a very tumultuous time in history for Israel. A lot of uncertainty, apostasy, violence, instability. And it's because it was just prior to the establishment of the monarchy in Israel with King David. So around the year 1200 to 1000 BC is when this is taking place. Now notice what happens when Elimelech and his wife and two sons go to Moab. The two sons take Moabite wives. One of them is Orpah, the other is Ruth. And then Elimelech dies, and then after 10 years, the two sons die, which leaves three widows. That's going to be the tension in the story. So we've got Naomi, the mother-in-law, and her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. And the question is, what will happen with these women? And potentially, will they have descendants? And the real question is, because the royal line of David depends on what happens. Eventually, because of God's intervention, the royal line is protected, and we need to see how. So in this period of uncertainty, these three widows, women, who are powerless during this time and are in need, God begins to intervene. Naomi hears that now the famine is over in Israel and she can return. Now right away, she thinks of the best interests of her two daughters-in-law because they're Moabites. And so she urges them to go back to their own families in Moab, where there'll be security. Maybe they can marry again and have a family. And Orpah does the reasonable thing, and she does return. But not Ruth. 
Ruth has attached herself to her mother-in-law, Naomi, which means that Naomi really made an impression upon Ruth. Her testimony about her God of Israel and just the way that she lived united Ruth to not only Naomi, but Israel and Israel's God, Yahweh. And so although she is urged to go back to her family in Moab, Ruth says, quote, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. So a real commitment on the part of Ruth to her mother-in-law. Now this brings in the whole theme of love, which was the gospel, when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees to test him what's the greatest commandment, he responds, love your God with your whole heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's kind of abstract, and we need to see it lived out, and that's what the first reading does. It really gives us an example of this love, which is, in the Old Testament, called hesed. It's an important word linked to the covenant. First of all, God's love for us where God attaches himself to his people, even to the point of sacrifice, even to the point that if Israel is unfaithful, God will never be unfaithful, and that will cost him in the end with Jesus on the cross. But there's also an aspect in which we're meant to share in that chesed, that covenant love, and that's what happens here with Ruth in her love for Naomi, and Naomi in her love for Ruth. What Naomi is doing is thinking of the best interest of Ruth, and Ruth is thinking of the best interest of Naomi. And Ruth will make the trip to Israel. Even though she's a widow, she's a foreigner, life will be difficult for her in Israel, but she says, I will go with you. In a sense, she's like Blessed Virgin Mary in her fiat. Let it be done to me according to your will. And that's what Ruth is basically saying. I will follow your God, even to my death. We will never be departed. Even in Sheol, we will be united. So, she's like Abraham, because Abraham was again called to leave his pagan land and follow a voice that eventually would lead him to the promised land to found a nation. So he's greatly rewarded by his faith. Ruth's faith is rewarded because she's going to bring to Israel its line of kings, beginning with David and ultimately the Messiah, the king of kings. In a sense, Ruth is more remarkable than Abraham because Abraham, yes, he stepped out in faith, but he was a man, very wealthy. He heard the voice of God. Whereas Ruth was a woman in that time, she was in a disadvantageous aspect. And then also she was very poor, she was a widow, and yet she's going to be greatly rewarded. And we're going to hear the second half of this story in tomorrow's reading. But the lessons are that there is hope even in the darkest times. These were dark times for Israel, and dark times for these three widows who were desperate. That there's hope, and hope is founded in love. They were committed. Ruth to Naomi, Naomi to Ruth and that drew them together in love of God, and then God acted. So that's the first theme. The second theme is this hesed, this great faithfulness, this great commitment to the other. 
The third theme is that one's past does not necessarily define one's future. The past for Ruth was a pagan. She worshipped many gods, but that did not define her. What defined her was covenant love, the love that Naomi showed to her, the great witness of this mother-in-law to her daughter-in-law, which drew her to Israel. Ruth would become the great-grandmother of King David, all because of love. And that's what we're called to take from this story. Yes, we live in sometimes uncertainty and darkness in the culture in our own lives, but love is there. God's love for us first. But we're called to then enter into these deep bonds of friendship with each other, to think the best of the other, and to make commitments. We're Catholic. We share the same God, the same grace, we need to share our stories or testimonies, but then draw others into our faith because others are struggling. We're called to trust in God's love and then wonderful things happen. And who knows what will come of this deep testimony and commitment we have for each other. We allow the Holy Spirit now to bring to fruit the love that we share. With that, let us pray.